Welcome to the SMB Advertising Podcast, where our aim is to help 1 million small and medium-sized businesses to succeed with their advertising. My name is Mike Damjanovic, and I'm an Adline specialist, and I'm the host of this really special podcast. My aim is to educate and inspire and to really help all of you that are listening and viewing to succeed with your advertising. So today we have a really special guest joining us from Orange County, California. He is someone with a proven track record of scaling social focus campaigns consistently past eight digits, figures, with programmatic buying influencers, emails, and AdWords. He is a co-founder and CRO of uh, multiple companies, uh, but just to mention one in particular, Structured, which is a performance marketing agency. So please give a warm welcome to Nick Shackelford. Nick, great to, great to have you. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, man. I'm, I'm a little bit bundled up at the moment, but for California, for being cold, it's mainly, uh, I think it's like 66, 67 degrees Fahrenheit. So I don't know how, what that is in Celsius, but it's technically not cold. But for us Californians, it is. All right. Yeah. Here it's like uh, minus 12 degrees Celsius. Also not sure what that is in Fahrenheit, but uh, that, that's also not cold for us. I'm just joking. So uh, yeah, it's really great to have you here and uh, <laughs> thanks for setting aside some time for us. Um, no, no problem. We're actually going to be talking about something quite new. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about something quite new to our listeners um, and something that we've not actually touched on. So I'm actually really excited to dig in. Um, and this is obviously uh, covering Twitter. So, so yeah. Nick, perhaps we could start with you know uh, your experience with Twitter, uh, how you built you know your following. I think it's zero to over thirty four thousand. Uh, perhaps we could just start with with that to kick off. Uh, completely, man. I think now I think the the why it's so relevant is obviously all the things going on with with uh, the acquisition, Elon Musk, and all the things that are happening around Twitter is now getting a lot of people thinking and talking about Twitter. And I, I view it from a, a three different uh, core points, and this has always been the, the, the main way. Obviously, as a CRO, I, I'm in charge of revenue, I'm in charge of eyeballs, I'm in charge of partnerships, whether it's on the agency side, whether it's on the event side, or whether it's on some sort of on-demand side. And we've been doing this for, um, on Twitter specifically, this is the first year we did it. And so it's myself and then my co-founder, Ch Chase Diamond. And the way that we approach this is like, Twitter is essentially, and I'll, I'll take this straight from Elon Musk, it's a town hall of opinions and conversations. Oftentimes, the things that do best on Twitter are very much controversial, what we like to call hot takes, something that you, you make a stance and you'd be very absolute on, which is which is difficult because there's nothing in life that is like one thing only. And, and I think on Twitter where you look at growth and and I'm very intentional about this. Like this isn't an accident, like growth, as you mentioned, just, I think I just now passed like 35 from the time that you wrote this to the time where I'm at, it's like 35.2. And by the end of next year, the goal is to double that. And the only way you do that is consistency of content. So when I look at it from a viewpoint of a, a you and I, like as a, as a service provider, as more of a content distribution channel, or as what I'm trying to advise brands are thinking about, should you even be here? Which is a question that I, I always like to ask is like, should you? And I know you might have some thoughts or assumptions around this. So I'm, I'm curious to, to know what you feel initially about this. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, uh, I mean, one of our questions is, is it important for companies to, to be on Twitter in 2023 and uh, and why? From from our, our standpoint, uh, yeah. depending on, I think, organically, it's great to be there and also to have this conversational 
um, uh, 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 what's the word? Opportunity. This, uh, conversational uh, opportunity. But um, when it comes to, I think, uh, perhaps advertising, uh, what uh, what I understand from it is that uh, you want to try to focus your advertising to sort of significant world events because that's when you can suddenly, ha you know, get your message across to several, you know, million, literally million people at the same time. So, for example, the World Cup, which which Argentina just won, um, you know, that that probably had, um, I presume Twitter was buzzing at that point. So if you're there and you can sort of be relevant at that event and uh, at that time, then it's a great way to sort of uh, boost your growth. Um, but I, I'm not entirely sure when it comes to sort of startups and smaller companies. Do you have any sort of take on that, Nick? I do, yeah. And you, you beautifully led me right into it. I think relevancy and timeliness is extremely important on it. Which, if you look at a, an, an SMB uh, in this in this lower range revenue, or maybe someone just beginning, Twitter, the the speed in which you need to be on Twitter, and the speed in which you need to respond to Twitter is very is is significantly higher than it would be on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, etc. Because those are more production that needs it needs to be involved in that. But this is quick, witty. And a comment right and i think the first thought process here is a i'm going to look at it and you mentioned on an organic standpoint or like on a paid standpoint for the opportunity of return right well if you look at it from an organic standpoint i think it is relevant to be in the conversation some sort of listening tool some sort of something that you can pay attention to as someone addresses your brand because as we look it's a holiday time it's a, it's a time of major travel it's a time of major um, stress for some and you go to twitter and you start seeing people tagging the airlines, people tagging brands, people tagging the things that they're not getting. Maybe it's a package, maybe it's a delay. And it's like very much a public reach for somebody that you technically wouldn't get out like a help support tool. And so what I like to see it as, and on the smaller side, I'd be cognizant of having a presence there, not necessarily sharing a post because if it isn't relevant, it does come across as trying a little bit too hard. And I've seen this, I've seen uh, maybe it's a personal, maybe it's a person brand on the brand side do much better than just a brand handle on the brand side. So there's a, there's a delicacy around this. And in terms of coming from a paid standpoint and you look at what's running that right now, because they're scrambling to get that ad revenue back to the platform. Elon has been extremely public about this. And a lot of actually uh, companies in the EU has completely stopped based upon their beliefs, based upon a lot of their, their angles. And he's been very, very public about how to get these people back. But it's, I don't see the return that the return of spending dollars to grow a direct to consumer product or direct consumer offer, or even, even a, a informational product there. It's, really difficult to get to on the paid side just because it doesn't have that same purchase behavior or that path it's something similar i would say to someone spending the time to scroll on tiktok you're not really in the shopping mindset that facebook instagram or google provides you so i guess in terms of answering that first question should a company uh, be on twitter now in 2023 then uh, i guess the answer there is one if you're if you're going to be consistent and relevant yeah then yes, go for it. But if you if you have no sort of if you're not going to spend time in January to sort of sit down and work out a a, a plan for for the year so that you're able to to be consistent um, and to ensure that you are relevant, then then perhaps uh, stick to the main ones, which is obviously Instagram, Facebook, and, and Google. Would would you uh, <laughs> more or less agree with that? I would. 
and I'm sitting here nodding along. I was like, absolutely. You, you, you kind of nailed it because it's intentionality and relevancy are something that you have to be consistently planned for or be in the position to be planned for to respond. And that's, that's honestly how I take it. Like to be able to grow from well, where I was to where I am now, like if I were to analyze back, like it was very intentional. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that uh, goes quite nicely onto the next question because I mean, I, I'm obviously really interested in how you sort of went from zero to 35,200, I think you mentioned, uh, yeah. followers on Twitter. And, and that, that must have been very intentional. Are there sort of any key takeaways that you could say uh, or could share with us to, you know, for a, for a, a company that thinks, okay, 2023, I'm going to go consistent and, and uh, relevant in Twitter? I think there is. I think it starts with the tools for, for the research side of things. So the three tools that I believe that you guys should have, if you're like, Hey, I, Twitter, you know what? It is something interesting for you. Maybe you're, you're the, you're the CEO, you're the founder and you want to be a founder led brand. I think that's a great place to be because you can engage with your customers. Um, or maybe you're, you're a service provider, you're an agency or you're, you're, uh, some sort of, uh, service provider. Like, like I mentioned, I would believe that this is important. So first tool is tweethunter.io. This allows you to find relevant tweets that might have performed better for you in the past. The second is called Twemex, T-W-E-M-E-X, and it'll pull um, based on a couple search terms that you, or maybe some handles that you are uh, you like to follow in your space. It'll pull some of these for you already in a nice organized manner. And then where I do a lot of my long form typing and sharing is called Typefully. I don't believe it's at IO, I think it might be at .com, but if you Typefully Twitter, it'll pop it up. And that way, it those those three tools have been allowed have allowed me to at least be set to write clearly and find the things that I know like hey that topic might do do relevantly well to my audience, uh, more or less give me some directional information, and then you go into deciphering who you are as a brand, who you are as a personal brand, what are your pillars in which you want to speak about, and I'm mine is very simple. We have services on the agency, so we have wins and losses to share there. Uh, we build in public. I think building in public, as much as you're willing to share, makes a lot of people uncomfortable, but it also attracts the right people that are like, hey, I'm really I'm really grateful that you're sharing those details because I don't get that often mm-hmm. in my day-to-day life or my, my small circle. And the second would be I choose uh, to share about my personal life just on Twitter. And a lot of people do not do it. A lot of people avoid that. But I think it breaks that, that non – I think that invites them into your into your life and see a little bit more about who you are. And I think that's a personal choice and depends if that's the path you want to go in. And then the last two is something around specific creative, whether it's how we're shooting creative, uh, talking about creative. And I, if you look at it, what are my value props as Nick's, it's the same thing as a brand. You have these pillars you can talk about. You have these this commentary you can provide. And then lastly, it's, it's a consistency thing. Anything between two to five posts every single day. And it's what you think about, and it's also some times that you plan for, which usually is my Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, so uh, what I'm uh, particularly interested in is, um, you know, you mentioned that you often uh, post about personal things, about your personal life. Uh, And does that have something to do with, you know, becoming, you know, being more trustworthy? Because at the end of the day, uh, uh, as we mentioned, you know, you're doing business with another human being, and it's kind of, you know, allowing people to see, you know, Nick's actually, he's a great guy, he's actually very genuine, very trustworthy uh this is this is who he is this is someone that you want to do business with is that is that uh, along the the right lines there i think so I, I i you don't try to plan to be authentic you just try to be you just be authentic as as much as you can and i've learned things to share things to not share but generally speaking 
if you if if you have alignment on who that it, that person is, just as a person, regardless of the business they are a part of, regardless of the things that they support, there's a likelihood of them wanting to be involved with you on a business standpoint if a lot of your your congruencies align. Like I think there's levels of relation that I that I live in my personal life on a day-to-day basis and at least in the social sphere without getting too intimate or too deep on this right now. I would say if you have things in common, it's very easy to have something um, to conversate about or, or find alignment on or find trust within. And so anytime you can do that on a public sphere, especially when it's one to thousands versus a one-to-one basis, I always try to take my opportunity on that. Uh, are there any uh, other sort of key takeaways that, that you can think of that you think are worth implementing? I think the I think the social listening aspect of being very timely with it goes a long way. For Twitter and what I found out and why I've spent such a time investing there, my 2023 plan is to invest as much time as I can there as well as LinkedIn for two various uh, two various reasons because of the levels of quality of humans and the level of quality of intentionality around the two platforms. When you do it correctly, I think the reward is worth the investment of time. Um, you don't need to really care about who follows you because the, the unlike Instagram, unlike Google, unlike Facebook, you you share something and it can get picked up anywhere. And a lot of the times, the biggest people or the most noteworthy people just slide into your DMs and have conversations with you and you didn't even expect or they started to follow you didn't even expect it. So I think it's being okay with how small things are at the start, knowing that it is being seen and there is impact there. And Twitter, like the access you get is is incredible. The difference between sliding in someone's DM on Instagram versus sliding their DM on Twitter, you'd be shocked at how often you get more responses response rates on Twitter than it is on Instagram. And I've taken advantage of that. Amazing. So um, 2023 is obviously looking like a, a tough year, uh, at least from our, our um, point of view, but it's also looking like a very exciting year um, and it's going to have its own opportunity. So with that said, are there any Twitter trends that you could share with us that you think are you know particularly meaning, meaningful? I think specifically the... The current buzz around the platform is because of all the things being shared on Elon and all the things being shared around what happened at Twitter and the takeover. I do believe that's going to subside. He will step down as CEO and somebody else be put into place. So the attraction, the the love for the platform could potentially die from the newer people. But it did just grow a massive user base very quickly because a lot of people wanted to pay attention. So um, the two things that I'm currently watching, how frequently... What's the sustainability of their monthly active users and their daily active users? If that's the case, I think it would be worth a small allocation of budget or allocation of tests for brands and personal brands or agencies or service providers to spend on the platform just to see how their responses happen. And I know as I'm recommending to other people, small budget carve it out. It's probably similar to what you guys would have tested on TikTok, um, but I believe it's worth the time and investment because of the costs might be a little bit more of an arbitrage. And then lastly, I believe the type of content needed there, if you have the right research and you have the right tools that I mentioned earlier, might give you a good place to start just to try. Because there's a lot of scheduling and planning that you can do and automation that you can build. And I think that's a, a big a big takeaway there. Yeah, amazing. So, um, I mean, there we have it really. We've uh, we've done our first episode on uh, Twitter. From from one of the best in the in the industry, um, Nick. Thank you so much for your time. 
Um, what um, what we're going to do is we're going to link to, obviously, your Twitter account, uh, but also yes. to your LinkedIn, uh, which you said you're going to be focusing on 2023. And, and there's a lot of good content coming out uh, weekly. Um, so I can recommend uh, uh, visiting and connecting with Nick um, if you're listening to this. But just to recap then, is it important to be... In, is it important to be on Twitter in 2023? Both yes and no, um, depending on whether you are going to be consistent and relevant. Um, the main key takeaways are, you know, have that pillar of content, uh, be responsive, be genuine, um, engagement over anything. Yeah. And then just in terms of uh, the excitement that we're, that we currently have with uh, Mr. Musk uh, as CEO, that may die down, but um, it's still a, a very relevant place for people to be. Absolutely. You nailed it. Thank you Perfect. for doing such so a Nick, beautiful sum up. I, I do my best. I, I've, uh, I've, been, I've been trying. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you again so much for your time. Uh, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure to, to see you and speak. Um, and I look forward to, to seeing you again in Barcelona soon. Absolutely. Um, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Okay, guys, thanks you so much for listening and for viewing. Uh, that's Nick Shackelford uh, talking about Twitter, trends, what to do, what not to do. We've got all the information linked in this episode and all the tools that he's uh, recommended using. So please uh, check this out uh, on our website also. <laughs>